going on, guys? This is Dan here with the FNX Pod. I'm so excited to have our guest on today. Her name is Jessica Zachariah. Jessica is a school teacher. She is an elite ambassador with FNX, and she is a Rise 45 winner. Tune in here. You are going to love getting to chat with her. She is she's sunshine in a bottle, man. She's one of the coolest, easiest going type of people. She's got a great personality and really has some awesome insight, whether it is on childhood and, and development, whether it is on the future, or also she does a pretty good sales pitch to move to Florida. All of it is honestly just great time. And just honestly, if you're looking for an easy day, she's definitely going to bring it. Before we get started, I did want to share just an opportunity for everybody, and that is that we are going to do for the first 100 rates and reviews, however you get your podcasts, first 100 rates and reviews, we're going to enter you all into a drawing to win $300 worth of FNX products or gear. So let's get to build your own bundle. We're not going to do the thing where, you know, we're going to make you get X, Y, and Z products. You know what you like, you know what you want. All you got to do is just let me know when you win. So this is going to help us grow. We are obviously really excited about being able to do this. Right now, it all comes down to you, rating, reviewing. So if you want, dude, pause, go rate, go review, write something cool, write about how handsome I am, uh, write about Chris, uh, write about you know how cool of a person Jess was or how great our guests are, write about the sound quality, which is just popping right now. Um, but anything else, it just, hey, listen, give us a rate and review. Tell us the truth. Tell us what you think. You get entered in for an opportunity for a $300 bundle of your choosing. And then come back, listen to the podcast, and brighten your day. Let's get started. All right. Podcast number two. Yeah. Chris, are you excited? I am. I've got a better microphone this time. So, <laughs> Mike's a little better. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're, you know, we're learning things yep. here together. This is a step-by-step process. It's a family affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little by little, we're going to climb up that mountain, and we're going to be champions. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Gosh darn it, we're going to get there. And today, helping us get there is going to be a very, very, very awesome human being. Um, it is an elite ambassador. Her name is Jessica Zachariah. Jess is... Awesome. Hey, Jess. How's it going? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I am so good. I'm so good. I am, good. I'm, I'm genuinely pumped to get this party started. Uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Me too. Um, so before we get started, I do want to kind of do a little, hey, just so you guys know, all you out in ambassador land, um, we do have our anniversary coming up this weekend. And if you're checking out the podcast after the fact, um, the first weekend of August, uh, the opening few days is a really special special, and you're going to be getting emails and you're going to be getting stuff. We love this. Um, it is one of our favorite times. And if you're an elite, ooh, you get to know even sooner. Mm. Jess, Jess, do you know already as an elite ambassador? I know already, and I'm super excited. Good. Uh, Jess, <laughs> we're we're gonna jump in now. Just to the, uh, the, your you-ness. We're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about being an elite ambassador. But more about you. Um, we're going to talk about Rise 45 that you competed in and yes. won. Yes. Nice. So. Love it. First question that I always got to go with is 
what do you do for a living and how long have you been doing it? Um, I am an elementary school teacher and I'm going into my seventh year teaching um, down in Florida, which is super awesome. Um, I taught second grade for three years and then I taught first grade for two. And now I'm back in second grade, which I'm super excited about. Um, started my teaching journey at Ohio State in Ohio, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, go Bucks! <laughs> um, and then eventually moved down here a couple months after graduating and kind of put my feelers out in the St. Petersburg area and then taught three years there. Um, and then moved a little more down south toward a little south of Venice, um, just north of Fort Myers, a tiny town in Northport. Um, started teaching first grade there. Um, and now I'm at a, a new school for me this year. Super excited to start second grade again. Um, ready to just get it going. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> this, I don't have this question wrote down, but it just I just thought about it. What's the difference mm -hmm. between teaching first grade and second grade? Like from a developmental standpoint, from a maturity standpoint, like I feel like it's, that's a pretty big difference or is it? Like I feel like first and second are like the most like different um, mm -hmm. because, you know, in kindergarten, you're really learning like routines and how to get along with, you know, other people and, you know, kind of just like the atmosphere of school. Uh, first grade is more like, okay, you, you have the routines, you know how to treat each other. Um, now you're really working on like actually reading words on a page. Mm. Um, and so like actually like learning like the academics is, is really big in first grade. And then I feel like in second grade, um, it's not just reading the words on the page, but more like comprehending what a story is about or what the directions are asking you to do kind of thing. And in second grade, I absolutely love it because <clears throat> you kind of, as a teacher, get to see them want to try things on their own instead of like asking you saying, oh, Miss Zachariah, Miss Zachariah, I need help with this. I need help with that. Um, they're, they're wanting to like actually do something and show you that they can do it as opposed to like asking for help and like a lot of handholding like first grade would be. Um, so it's just a lot more responsibility. Don't get me wrong, you know, they're seven and eight years old, so they're not able to do things by themselves. And not that I don't enjoy being their teacher or teaching them anything, but they they are more willing to try things by themselves, which is super cool. Um, but they're still, they're like sponges. I love considering kids that age a sponge <laughs> because they pick up on everything that you do um, and like, they'll even in like inside recess or something, they'll try to act like me. And it's so funny <laughs> to hear them say things that I say. And I'm like, are you playing teacher? <laughs> oh, that's adorable. And, and, and so it's so cool. When did you, when did you decide you want, like, cause you go to school and you know, the Ohio state university and yes. you, you did elementary education. Mm -hmm. is, right? Early childhood education. Early childhood mm -hmm. education. I have my so certification. You, you kind of set out right away where it's like, I am yeah. going to teach. Like, it's not something you can fall into, right? Well, no. And I tried to fall out of it because, 
you know, well, I don't know. I tried to follow in my mom's footsteps because she's the teacher. And then, you know, you have that like little rebellious stage and you're like, I'm going to do something really different. I'm going to do something that nobody's heard of around here because I'm from a tiny town. Um, so initially I like would tour campuses thinking, oh, I want to do journalism. I want to be a news anchor. Like I want to, I want to like do something really cool that like no one around here does. And then, you know, I did my first two years of like prereqs in college and I'm like, is this really something I want to do? Like, could I really talk in front of like thousands of people? Probably not. Um, and I just kind of had like this moment where I was like, it's in my blood. I'm a teacher. Like my mom's a teacher. I love the way that she is. Like, that's me. It's just, it's, it's who I am. So I was like, all right, I, I'm going to be a teacher. And from that point on, you know, during student teaching or, you know, doing anything within the schools, I would always just have teachers comment and say, like, it's, it just comes natural to you. Like, you can tell how passionate you are. Like, you were born to be a teacher, basically. And so it's, it was kind of reassuring and it's like, okay, well, I guess I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of written on you. Um, like you're, yeah. you are, you're approachable. You are easy. You're an easygoing person, right? There's a presence mm -hmm. about you where it's like, yeah, she's just somebody who it's like, ah, like if I need help reaching something, I'm probably going to ask you to help me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And if I can't get it, we're going to figure it out, but it's my problem out, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why Florida? Because so small town, mm -hmm. small town in Ohio. I mean like super small. Like, like how small? Like how many stoplights you got? Uh, zero. None. Oh. No stoplights. Oh, we cool. have stop signs. Yeah. Like my graduating high school class was 49. <laughs> Were you, were like you in the top 50? Were you top 50? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure I was top 10 or somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't know. But is fun. Yeah, it was super, super small. Um, I grew up vacationing to Florida, um, anywhere from like St. Pete to Clearwater. Uh, we would go once in the summer, my family and I, and then once in like December, like Christmas time. Um, and every single year we would, I mean, we would go all out, make it a road trip. We wouldn't fly. It would be a family road trip in the car, 14 oh, hours, driving straight Ooh. through. Like, let's do it. You know, we'd take turns, take naps, play games, whatever. Sing songs, like have so much fun. Um, but every single year it was inevitable. My parents are like, we're, you know, we're going to sell our house and move. We're going to sell our house and move. And that's what I heard all through high school. Yep. And I'm like, if you guys aren't going to do it, I'm going to. So <laughs> They didn't want to leave me while I was in college. So they're like, what if you need something? And I'm like, I'll be fine, but whatever. It's nice to have you here. Um, and then I, you know, I graduated college and I was like, I am saving up for about three months and I'm moving. I'm moving. And my parents were like, no, you're not. Okay, well, I moved and they helped me move in um, for like two weeks. And my mom kind of looked at me at, at the last day when they were getting ready to leave. And she's like, uh, I think we're going to go sell our house. We're moving. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and then less than a year later, they moved. So oh, that's so. Funny. it was just you're me like, that I guess like. You're a Florida evangelist. Took it. Yeah, yeah. Just making converts. <laughs> so I made, I made them move. And then of course my brother, well, I didn't make them move. They, they were willing, of course. Um, and then my brother and sister-in-law and their two boys moved 
maybe a year after my parents did. So now I have basically what's left of my family here. I have an aunt and uncle down in Bonita Springs, just a little more south of me, but my whole family is in Florida now. So <laughs> super great. <laughs> <laughs> You you have a very unique perspective because you are our inaugural Rise 45 winner. Yes. Um, huh? You're also somebody who I think still works out seven days a week. Like you've pretty I do. much continued that, there, right? There are some non-negotiables in my life since the the Rise 45, and rightfully so. You know, like it it was kind of designed to be a program that like. It's like a lifestyle more so than it is like just a challenge. So, I mean, my, and people, anybody around me will tell you like sleep is a non-negotiable for me, for me <laughs> when it's, you know, when it's school and I'm getting up at 420 in the morning, I am in bed by eight and don't even think about trying to get a hold of me because I'm not answering. <laughs> oh um, yeah. So, but the routine, it was so, oh, it's so good. I love it. Well, and, and I think that's something we're going to, we're going to spend a good bit of time on, um, that I really want to be able to mm -hmm. look through, draw out. Um, mm -hmm. so start, you became an, uh, an elite ambassador last September. Yeah. October. And then we launch September 16th, I think. Oh, look at you. It's just got a birthday. If I remember. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's how you know that it was special. It's exciting. Yeah. Right? It was very exciting. I remember that call and like pacing around and like getting so excited and like wondering all these things and then just like everything falling into place and like knowing like this, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is a part of a company that I want to be a part of, you know? Of so it was, it was so good. Like it was just exciting and didn't really know what I was getting into. And I had questions and ideas and still do. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, we Great. talk about those too. So yeah. shortly thereafter, yeah. um, just a few months. And I even think like early on, you and I had kind of like, I had teased out like rise 45 and talked about like, Hey, yeah. we've got this program. Like, I really believe in it. Like, I, I, I think we're going to change like people's lives. Um, mm -hmm. and then we launch it in January. Yeah. You join. Will yeah. you just for those who don't know, because obviously it's it's my baby, so I like I don't want to get too preachy on it and stand too much on a soapbox, at least not this early in the, <laughs> in the podcast. Um, will you tell everybody what Rise Forty Five is from your purview? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rise Forty Five was kind of this challenge that I didn't really realize that I needed at the time, but like totally. Um, excited me and got me off and running to, you know, the goals and aspirations that I had for myself. Um, but Rise 45 was basically, um, it encompassed like mindfulness, um, nutrition, supplementation, uh, sleep, and I'm missing two. How am I missing two? Obviously exercise. There's one more. I think hydration maybe is what I'm missing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, sure. um, so um it was something that kind of got me on the ball to like i knew my diet wasn't like perfect and i could have definitely tracked more of what i was putting into my body to you know in order to get the results um hydration was something that i struggled with at the beginning quite a bit um because 
as you know, being a teacher, you can't just like use the restroom whenever you want. So drinking, you know, I, I made my goal as like a gallon a day um, and drinking that much. Like I kind of had to space out the time where like, you know, I can chug it with my supplements in the morning when yeah, I, right before I work out. <clears throat> and then I kind of have to pace it throughout the day so that I can get my water intake in. Um, one of the most special pieces of Rice 45 was the mindfulness for me. Um, because I actually did my mindfulness with my kids every day. And I don't even know why I'm like getting emotional right now, <laughs> but it, it changed their life. Let me just take a drink and gather myself. <laughs> well, and while, while you're taking a break, um, yeah. I, I want to just briefly just say that. It, so one of our visions for rise 45 at the onset was we wanted to create a program that wasn't something that was a turn and burn, right? Um, where it's like, hey, we're going to bring you in a door, you're going to buy some products, and we're never going to talk to you again. And, right. you know, hey, maybe lose a bunch of weight really fast. And then all of a sudden, let's just keep going. And let's, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was, we wanted to build a lifetime for people. We wanted to establish real habit. We wanted to establish strength and confidence. Because a lot of times what happens is people are like, man, I'll suffer for 30 days. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to go back to my habit. Mm -hmm. so I mean, don't us, get me wrong. I totally looked forward to like the pizza, what? Uh, like day 46, what? but I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it that's wasn't, not, it wasn't that's like different. a, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but the mindfulness was like the most, um, beneficial part for me and my, my kids, my students, um, having like a room full of 18 kids, I would just completely shut the lights out. We had a program that we used through like our district. Um, called Inner Explorer, and it was just this like 10 to 12 minute, like, I want to say like meditation, but that's not what they called it um, specifically. But it was almost where like, you just like sat there and reflected on like your emotions or like it would kind of talk you through like taking you to a place or experiencing an emotion or like how, how it felt within your body. Um, and then it gave all of us like a chance to like talk about it and mm. even after those like 10 to 12 minutes like i would carry on with it and like ask the kids like these you know at the time i was teaching first grade these six you know five six seven year olds are able to like identify their emotions and their feelings and like talk about them and like you know if it was a negative emotion they they come up with like strategies of like how to fix those emotions and it was like literally life-changing and it like i mean like i i get chills when i talk about it because before i did this with them like it not that they it was like a, a free-for-all in my classroom by any means but like they they needed me to solve a lot of their problems uh you know whether it was not sharing or or whatever it may be or not knowing how to like cope with being sad or frustrated about something they like you could visibly see them like working through their problems or working through their stresses, you know, at the young age of six or seven and like figuring things out and like identifying their feelings, which you don't that you're, you're not born with that capability of like identifying how you feel and in being able to fix it. So that was like the most rewarding, I would say. And um, and like even teachers, you know, in the building would tell me like when they went to specials, like my art teacher would always say, you know, I don't know what you have done with these kids, but they feel more like centered 
and they're so like independent with their feelings and it's like my job's done <laughs> and not only did i like i was helping myself because i was purposefully taking that time but not like i wasn't doing anything extra you know because i i was going to be doing that for myself to begin with so doing it with 18 kids and then them being able to like take it to their friends or take it to their family you know at home and dealing with problems or situations or like you know exciting things that happen and how to like celebrate it it just like it meant so much to me i mean it just goes back to being adaptable right yeah you you yeah. so not only not only is your life as an example uh for these kids what you did is you you kind of got a little little involved um and mm -hmm. and not just not just a a nice lady up in front of a class, but you you did practical things to help them. Like oh, the other day, I have a sixteen year old son. His name is AJ. He's the man. Uh, he's a really cool guy. And we were talking about he's going into his junior year of high school. And AJ AJ's like, you know, I got to tell you, everything that I learned last year, I don't remember any of it. Like he's just like. I didn't, and this and this is the best school year he's ever had. This is the best he's ever done in school. Mm -hmm. And I mean, behavior, like he struggled with behavior, you know, for a few his whole life. Um, and he's, but he's growing. Uh, puberty was very good for him. Um, but he was like, he said to me, we were, we're in the car, and he's like, I don't remember anything I learned in school year. He's like, actually, I was thinking about it. I don't even know how to write in cursive. <laughs> and he looks at me and he's yeah. like, Do you know how to write in cursive? I'm like, No. <laughs> I know that Z's and K's look really funny. Right. And I'm like, I don't And now I'm like, oh dear. Like now I gotta like I'm like thinking like he's gonna tell me like I don't like care. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've had historically we've I've really tried to plant seeds of legacy and integrity and value for him. And so I'm like, oh crap. Now he's gonna be like, So why am I even going? Like I'm not even gonna try. And then right. he goes, and then he says, but one thing I learned last year is I learned how to learn. Okay. Dude. Now, he's 16. He was 15 last yeah. school year. I'm a little frustrated that he's learning how to learn at 15. <laughs> but also, <Hey. laughs> I encounter a lot of adults who don't know how to learn but... still. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, oh, yeah. I may have been a, an adult who didn't learn how to learn until. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it, it, it's awesome because I think what you what you've kind of you've circled on here for you know, with your kids is you've taught them how to process, or at least mm -hmm. planted a seed, and how to process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Any any particular examples that you could share? Anything that you dealt with? You know, when it's like where I want to say that for you personally in the classroom where you saw maybe either, oh, this was a normal behavior. And then by the end of it, this was not a normal behavior. Like the, the, the child had learned how to better process had learned how to clear their eyes. Anything that jumps out? Um, I mean, I know there's there was a, one student that really struggled um, in his he was just pretty academically low so when new content would be taught 
to him, you know, new standards. And I would introduce something and kind of probe and see like what the kids already know so that I'm kind of touching on their schema and scaffolding so that I can figure out, you know, where to take it. Every time I would introduce something new, he would always have to use the restroom. He would always be, you know, playing with something on the carpet or, you know, when they were at their seats, he would be like, just like scribbling back and forth on his paper and just like frustrated, but not being able to like understand or know how to ask for help. And so, you know, he would have those kind of defiant behaviors and kind of act out or, you know, distract people around him. And, you know, it wasn't like a, a flip of a switch by any means for him. But toward the end of the, of the year, you could actually see him like, you know, I moved him closer to me so that he was, you know, very like physically close to me and I would be able to like check in with him periodically. But he was able to, you know, when it was independent work, he was able to raise his hand or ask me a question and, you know, be able to voice his feelings of being frustrated or not understanding something. And, you know, it, it was like magical when he was able to point it out, like at the end of the year, he would say, you know, like, remember when I used to get really mad and I used to scribble all over my paper? I don't do that anymore. And it's like, yeah, you don't, you know, and then like being able to use that as like a teachable moment and say, like, why do you think, you know, you're able to ask for help now? He's like, well, you know, just because I, I understand that, you know, sitting here scribbling on my paper isn't getting me anywhere, you know, in, in seven-year-old terms, of course, but of course. he, he was able to kind of identify and like realize that he was in control of his emotions. And in, instead of getting frustrated and defeated, he, he like had the, the willingness to want to learn. Um, and it was just, it, and I know like it, it had everything to do with like the mindfulness and the meditation that we would do and like identifying things so that he was able to, you know, make that turn and ask for help. So I, I have a question for you um, because I, I mean, like mindfulness and, and things like that. I mean, that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm still working on. I'm 37 years old. Um, yeah. and, and something that I've recently even started working on. Um, and I feel like that, that's the same, not only with the, the kids that you're working with, with mindfulness, but I mean, did you, did you bring any, anything else into the classroom? Did you bring in like your fitness or anything like that? Um, because I know that's something as well that, you know, a lot of little kids struggle with. Yeah. So they thought that I was like the coolest teacher this year because I would do like field day with them or I would go out like if I didn't have a whole lot going on for like their PE, their physical education specials when they were out there, like I would go out there and just do it with them. And they're like, you can do this. Like they were so excited about it. Um, I know. Right. And I'm like, I am that cool teacher that I always want to be. That's like still doing stuff with their kids and like them just being so like baffled, like you can run, like you can like jog, you can jump over this stuff. Like what? <laughs> Which is super cool. Um, but it's so funny because like, I kind of try and relate math 
to physical fitness as much as I can, whether it's like counting or, you know, like, because it, it makes sense, like you're adding, you know, 45 plus 45 and, you know, all that stuff in the gym. Um, but with first graders, I would always do like centers or rotations because they need that movement. And so like, I would set up like cards and I did this so much because they loved it and, and I loved it and I loved watching it. I would participate with them. Um, we would do dance breaks all the time, which was like super important. Yes. We would do like breathing oh, techniques. Great. We would do, yeah, like there was, there's a, a program that we used called Go Noodle and there was like guided dancing and stuff. So we would always do that, do that if we had like a free, like couple minutes, but um, back to like the math centers, I would set up, I call it scoot. And so like, they're just these like little cards and um, they had this like board that they would fill out. And I want to say there's maybe like 20, 25 or 30 boxes. So they would like turn over the card, read it and have to either solve a math problem, tell me how many sides are on the triangle that's on there, or they'd have to do jumping jacks or they would have to do sit-ups. Like they would never know what they were getting until they got there. And so like, it was like kind of a game to them, but not only were they learning, but they were also like exercising and they thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. Heck yeah. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Sorry, this is a little random. <laughs> yeah. But there's a point. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is going to take a minute. All right, here we go. It's going to take a minute. I got I got I got something to say. Okay. My say art teacher in elementary school. So I also come from a very very small town. We had one stoplight. Um so, Oh, you beat me. You know. <laughs> fancy over here. <laughs> Um, Whoa. pretty much everybody lived on one street, um, and then everybody mm -hmm. else was in the boonies, but, mm -hmm. uh, we had our, our art teacher was named, uh, Mr. Bailey, Rafe Bailey was his name. Love this dude. Um, he was such a cool teacher, but when he would, and, and he bounced around to some other local schools cause he wasn't always at our school. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so Mr. Bailey, uh, would come out and play recess on the days he was with us. And he would destroy everyone in kickball. <laughs> and I remember, though, being like, Mr. Bailey is the epitome of what an athlete is supposed to be. Like, and this is yeah. not, this is just an average, like, 40-something dude <laughs> who's just hucking balls at kids and, like, rolling, you know, when they're, like, in kickball, they're rolling it and it has, like, the spinner. And, I mean, he was just dominant. But... <laughs> I remember Mr. Bailey. Yeah. You, you planted some seeds where these kids are going to remember you and they're going to remember you very fondly. They're going to remember you because you found, because sometimes what happens is people find like, they, they, they look at fitness and physical movement as a chore. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they look at it as like, oh my gosh, and I have to lose weight. And I have to be fit mm -hmm. because otherwise, mm -hmm. bah. and, and, <laughs> And then you have somebody who, like Miss Zachariah, who's like, "No, we're gonna make, we're gonna have fun of this." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and like so many other things, you don't make it like like you said, it's not a chore, and it's not a punishment because you get that a lot too, mm -hmm. right? The whole you know, yeah. drop and give me fifty or or yep. whatever, and then people learn to hate those things yep. after a while. It's the same thing with, yeah. and I'm sure you've ran into this with like, um, like as a punishment, making kids read. And then people start to hate mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. So I, yep. I think that's awesome that you get to be that person that they get to look at. 
Yeah. Tell you what, as a parent, that's I am not above punishing my kids with burpees. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that at school. Nor yeah, do I think I would. <laughs> you might as well, they might, if you're gonna do that, you might as well just give you like a paddle. And just like go ahead and start beating right? these kids. It's the same. It's like be either beating them physically or beating their emotions, like what burpees do, because right? burpees both beat you emotionally and physically. <laughs> it's so good. It's yes, so good. they do. <laughs> well, okay. What's your athletic oh. background? What did you play sports in high school? I did. Um, I was just a super athletic person my whole life. I mean, I grew up in gymnastics, rhythmic gymnastics. I remember taking my parents, you know, to Ohio, Pennsylvania, just random places, um, all over the place, just loving gymnastics, kind of got out of that, um, played volleyball all through high school, ran track. Um, and then I actually received a scholarship to play for the branch of Ohio State um, in Marion. So I played for four years um, volleyball there. Um, oh. And I, I've just, I've, just, I feel like I've been an athlete my whole life. I grew up, like, I remember being, like, at our local YMCA while my dad and brother would be lifting. My mom would be, you know, doing some cardio of some sort. You know, I would just be running around, you know, on the basketball court, or, you know, my dad would be, uh, you know, hitting volleyballs at me to help me practice. Um, so being, you know, an athlete uh, has been part of my life. You know, I've grown up around gyms and, you know, sports and all that stuff, watching, you know, watching it on TV with my dad um, as well. But I kind of, I don't know, I, want, I don't want to say I hit a wall, but like after college, I was like, nobody's forcing me to do two days. Like nobody's forcing me to get up at seven o'clock and work my butt off and then take a couple hour break and then go back and work out. Like, I need to figure something out because I didn't want to lose the momentum that I had built my whole life. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, I, I knew what to do and how to do things in the gym as far as like lifting goes. And that's kind of what my life has been since college is lifting and, you know, of course, cardio, but I've, I've thought about, you know, like dipping into like CrossFit or, maybe even like competing you know doing like a bodybuilding show at some point in my life you know i i would never say never for anything you know i'm still young enough to do whatever i want to do i still have you know goals and ambitions and if i set my sights on something like i'm going to do it you know like the rise 45 challenge i was like i'm gonna win this thing and here we are um but, you know, especially with these CrossFit games going on and, you know, like you get lost in social media sometimes. And then I was like clicking on all these. I noticed like I was like five or six girls deep into these like and everybody's like CrossFit. And I'm like, is this something like I want to kind of like think about? I don't know. But I've noticed in my adult life that I don't want like a, a trainer. I don't want somebody telling me what to do because I don't think that I would do it very well. <laughs> Um, but I also think that I have enough knowledge to, you know, kind of be on my own and, and do the, the workouts that I know already. Um, you know, like I have my seven days of, you know, what I normally do, the body parts that I focus on daily. Um, but I, I'm kind of getting to a point where I feel like I need to switch it up a little bit. I just don't know what yet. So we uh, have a question. And you hit on it a little bit, uh, 
Yeah. But you know, you've you've said twice now that you're working out seven days a week. Uh, somebody yeah. asked, uh, how do you do your seven day split? Um, so Mondays I usually do legs. Tuesdays are shoulders. Wednesdays are back. I do Thursdays chest. Um, Friday is arms, buys and tries. Um, Saturdays usually booty gains of some sort. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, and then Sunday, I just kind of leave it up to what I'm feeling. Um, sometimes I'll do chest or back because that's kind of midweek and I haven't hit on it in a couple days. Um, if I go really hard one day and I'm feeling extra sore or something, then I'll use it as more of like an active recovery day. You know, I'll, depending on how late I'm running or how early I get to the gym, you know, the gym opens at five, so I can be there at 5 a.m. But in, in order to get to school, like I have to leave by like 6.15, 6.20 at the latest. So, you know, it's kind of like a time crunch in the mornings, but it also kind of gets my day going. Um, so it really just depends. And then of course, uh, Saturdays and Sundays are kind of free and I can spend however much time I want, which is really great. And, you know, also touching on that with the summer, I've been able to sleep in as late as I want, which is usually like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And I have found myself staying there for two and a half, maybe even three hours at a time because I found a gym with this like cardio cinema. And you can like, believe it or not, you can actually get lost in a movie while you're running. Like, I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, you're running, you get tired. Like, you can't just like, forget you're running. But I'm like, oh, dang, I was watching the proposal the other day. Um, and it was like, I was just loving it, uh, laughing my butt off at Betty White, hilarious. And then the movie's over and I'm like, dang, okay, I could do this. Is that the, <laughs> is that the Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds movie? Yes. yes. Yeah. Where they're like dancing in the woods. Oh yep. man, I love it. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, of course I throw like cardio in there when I can. Um, my favorite cardio is the stair climber, honestly. Like I just love to hate it and I hate to love it. Um, I, if I could do anything but run, I'll do it. Um, but I just know like I'll, I'll do sprints and stuff just because I know it's like the best for me. Um, and it, I want to say it's where I see like the quickest results. Obviously it's not like in a day's time, but if, if I'm, you know, working on my legs a little extra, like want to lose a couple extra pounds, like I just have to do sprints. Like I just know that that works for my body. Um, but I'll throw in like, you know, the elliptical every now and then, but I try and switch it up as much as I can as far as like cardio goes so I don't get bored or I don't feel like it's a chore and, and make myself like dread doing it. You know, like I, I try to keep it exciting enough to where I like, hey, I'm going to do this today. So I'm like looking forward to it still because, you know, after a while, like every single day of the week, it's like, okay, I need a break. And I do listen to my body for the most part. I mean, my close friends will say like, mm, you know, you should probably do an active rest day a couple more days than you actually do, but you know, it is what it is. And there are days where I don't push myself nearly as hard as, as I do on other days, but it's all about, you know, like kind of listening to your body. So. I mean, I don't know. I, so at one point during the rise 45, kind of the initial rise 45, which I did the test prior yeah, and then I did rise 45 and then I did the test for rise 45 summer shred. And then I did rise 45 summer shred. And yeah. so we're looking at, that was 180 days. Yeah. And 
I'd, I'd worked out 196 out of 200 days. Um, that's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> but yeah, but, and, and it was like the days I didn't work out were literally because it was like, Oh, I was supposed to be home at six and I was on home until 10 30. Um, you know, yeah. where it was like, oh, I just, okay, move on. But mm-hmm. like not all, not all fitness days are the same. No. And I think sometimes people are like, well, if I'm going to go in, I got to go in and go in. Right. And even what you're saying about listening to your body, it's like, no, I listen to my body. My body does crave movement. Yes. Yes. Your body yes, does absolutely. crave activity. It craves, it craves strain. Mm-hmm. Um, now it also craves recovery. Yeah, absolutely. When is the last time you took a rest day? I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I do not remember. When's the last time that you needed a rest day? Uh, like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say you don't. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> You're supposed to like, I don't know. I don't know. Last, probably the last time I took one. Like, not like, no, I really need one. <laughs> no, I, I can tell that I can tell that I am needing a rest day soon. I spe- especially because school um, is starting. Teachers go back this coming Tuesday. Um, and just like being in my classroom every day, setting it up, like there's a lot on my mind. And I, you know, there are times where I use the gym to as like a stress reliever. Not that I'm like a super stressed out person by any means, but I, that's kind of like my me time and like time where I'm able to like just block everything else out, take a break from, you know, the beginning of school year stuff or, you know, whatever it may be happening outside of the gym. I'm able to just like, you know, close the door and be like, all right, give me an hour and a half and, and then I'll be ready to get back into what I'm getting into. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably take, I don't know. I say I'll take a rest day soon, but I, I don't know. Cause I crave routine too. Cause I'm like super pumped about, you know, getting back to school and like getting up at 420 and like having that whole routine to take me through the day and, you know, like meal prepping and like not having a question of like, what am I going to do for dinner? Or, you know, what's for lunch? Well, you know, what's for lunch is what's in the fridge at school because you can't leave. So <laughs> Hey guys, just wanted to take a quick break and let you know that we are offering a special for all of our podcast listeners at the fnxfit.com store. So site-wide, you can order any product and use fnxpod at checkout to get 30% off your next order. That is fnxpod at checkout to get 30% off your next order. And when you do it, Hit me up on IG and let me know. So I'll maybe uh, try to throw in something extra special for you. Because you, you tracked Thanks, your guys. macros during Rise 45, right? I did. I did. I've not done it consistently since. Um, just because it's not like that aspect of it. Like I, it totally made me um, more aware of what I was putting into my body kind of thing. Um, I mean, I kind of have like the basis of like, what I like to eat, what's good for me to eat, what I can fuel, you know, very well with. Um, but I don't, and again, that's something that's going to start with school again, just because it's very routine for me. Um, but I, I would meal prep for the week for lunches and kind of like plan out what my dinners would be. So there's like no guessing really. Um, because I mean, let's face it, there are some days where I just don't feel like cooking and you know, being at home by myself, no one's going to do it for me. So, <laughs> um, when, you know, if I, if I buy it and I have it and it's ready, I'm much more 
um, willing to eat it, I guess. Yeah, yeah much for more sure. like obligated. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like if I'm buying like grass fed beef or something, I'm not letting that $10 thing go to waste. <laughs> right. I understand how hard. So, yeah. And it's, I mean, I, not that I was like an avid fast food person by any means, but like, I would say, you know, I would, I would tell myself like, oh, I'll just stop and get Chipotle. It's healthy. You know, there's rice and chicken and veggies, but then, you know, sour cream and then, you know, extra cheese. And it's, it's just a lot easier to know what you're putting into your body and like realize why you're getting the results you are because of, you know, what you are making, not like the seasonings that other people are using and stuff. Like you're just more conscious of it and it's super important. <laughs> you're more conscious, you're more aware. And, yeah. and also you don't have as many excuses. Um, sour cream is awesome. For sure. Sour cream is oh. awesome. Cheese. Mm. So have you ever used Greek yogurt as sour cream? Plain Greek yogurt. That, That's that my jam, man. People are like, house. ew, gross. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh, like, just try it. Just try it. They have the, uh, was it the Fage? Is that how you say it? Fage? 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 Eh. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Um, it's like the no fat okay. yogurt. Um, when uh, we did macros, all right. we did macros during Rise 45, the, the second iteration. The first the first time when I did the test, um, I just uh-huh. did, I, I, all I did was no alcohol. Um, that was my like diet was just like, hey, you know what? I'm yeah. kicking booze for 45 days. Uh, it was the mm-hmm. worst 45 days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it made it more, huh? <laughs> I hate Rise 45 in that time. No, it was it, it was actually really necessary because I, I, I got to realize, like even for me, it's like, um, I, like I say, I have a power belly. And when mm-hmm. I drink beer, <laughs> that power belly is powerful. It was a yeah. very, like my belly got huge off of beer. So I like, and then, mm-hmm. you know, when I come back to alcohol after the 45, I kind of reincorporate um, little mm-hmm. by little. And I realize like, man, beer messes me up. So while I love beer, yeah, um, I don't drink it unless yeah. it's like, okay, we're not going to be around anybody because <laughs> started looking like Santa Claus. Uh, Listen, it's freaking bikini season year round here. And yeah. it, since like I cut, I cut out. I cut out alcohol for my rice and as well, but like, man, I love me a mean margarita, but mm. I'm telling you what the sugar in the margarita mix is like ridiculous. So like now I've kind of found myself, like, I wouldn't call it like an alcoholic or anything, but like, I'll just do like tequila with some lime. Like Get it. who needs the freaking mix <laughs> anyway? <laughs> tequila and lemon lime reburst. That's oh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh shoot! Yeah, a little bit, a little uh, extra. You might be onto something. Little extra lime. Yeah. Little extra lime. Hold on. Oh man. I'm not gonna say I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you that. have. <laughs> well, so we used to have a product that was like a hydration product. Um, it was called mm-hmm. Re- I think it was Refresh. Um. Yeah. I, truth be told, I didn't like the flavor. Uh, it worked. Yeah. Like it was a good hydration product, but I didn't. The flavor was just. It was a coconut lime. Um, and we discontinued mm-hmm. it like after the first batch, we were like, mm, no, it's, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't hold yeah. up to our standard. And mm-hmm. I went to a, a competition. This is even before I worked for FNX. I went to a competition and there was a guy there who took a bunch of the samples and then poured them into his, uh, giant bottle of tequila. Just straight into the tequila. tequila and refresh and mixed it around. <laughs> 
and we're at this CrossFit competition, and he keeps coming over to the FNX booth because I'm over there hanging out with Adrian. And mm-hmm. he keeps coming over, and he keeps handing me the bottle. Now, here's here's one thing that needs to be said. It is like 148 degrees. Uh, yeah. And the bottle is not iced, so I'm drinking warm flavored no. tequila. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. Oh my I'm not even joking. It was a little That's warm. hilarious. A little warm for my yeah, warm for my taste. I yeah. loved it. Um, love I have it? a few extra of the the packs because uh, we found some around here, and I was like, "Cool, taking these home." Hey, Joan. Guess what, darling? Oh my gosh. We're getting a little spicy tonight. Hydrated <laughs> and having tequila. <laughs> Yes, you're like they cancel each other out, basically. It's it's honestly it's science. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean that's what science says. That's what science says. Yeah. Oh dang! Uh, it pays to work for a that's... supplement company, um, but now now it's the reburst. Um, reburst is like the the go to of all go tos in my house uh, mm-hmm. from from anywhere outside of the baby. Uh, but uh, lemon lime reburst, a little water, a little ice. I w- I don't want it to ruin me though. Like, I don't want to, like, drink it, like, during or after workout and be like, tequila. Um, don't drink that much. <laughs> Jeez, girl. We're not back in college. No. I don't know what you did back at Ohio no. State. But here, we graduate from those choices. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just joking. Miss Zachariah kicking back a margarita <laughs> in third period. Like, no. <laughs> She's really happy in the afternoon. <laughs> I wonder why. It's reversed. She really pays a lot of attention to her mindfulness, but she snores during our mindfulness. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. <laughs> Chris, do we have other questions from the crew? Uh, no other questions. People just saying hi and they're, uh, they're enjoying it right now. They're loving the conversation. Uh, well, thank God Jess is... Pulling her weight here. I, she's she's carrying us. It's, it's a huge help. I don't know about that. <laughs> At least now we we've shared with people uh, alcoholism. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the point I was actually making, which I never even made. <laughs> it's my bad. Um, the point I was making was uh, macros. <laughs> we yeah. yeah during last forty five, uh, the first iteration. I, my wife and I both did macros. We used the RP diet. Uh, did you use, use my fitness pal? Mm-hmm. Um, so we yep. used RP and mm-hmm. th- like, you know, your carb count, right? Carbs. So for us, we had a harder time with carbs than we did fat. And okay. so, like, and, and I don't always like it, but like we were picking non-fat things. Um, so like something like this non-fat Fage Greek yogurt. And mm-hmm. that's what we were putting like on our tacos. Yeah. Mm. Ah. Uh, <laughs> what I would do is I would mix uh, tahin because it has no nutritional value like at all. I'd mix yeah. tahin in with the, the fage. And then we'd do like fish tacos or chicken tacos. Could do beef tacos because beer, too much fat. Mm. But tahin mixed with fage. Mm-hmm. Change your whole life. What's tahin? Is it like a uh, you know what sauce, tahin is? sauce or something? <laughs> It's Uh-oh. like a, it's like a bath salt. We <laughs> do that in Florida, right? No, uh, no. no tahini is a, it's a, it's a Mexican spice 
a bunch of different spices together. It's like a sweeter spice. Um, so okay. good. Oh, it's so bomb. Um, have you ever had like uh, you just like get it at your local stores, like supermarkets? My local stores. I don't know what they do in Florida. <laughs> yeah. I honestly have never heard of it. I, I didn't either. Maybe I'm just crazy. Okay. I, I worked with I worked with a, a a girl who's Puerto Rican at my old job, and she would bring in this uh this white fruit called a uh, jicama. Love jicama. I had no idea mm-hmm. what it was. Oh. I, like again, mm-hmm. I'm from Central Pennsylvania, where uh we like we don't know many people who don't look like me. Um, <laughs> and and my experience with Mexican food was Taco Bell. Um, and then I moved to Utah and there's actually a really high percentage of like Hispanic population here. Um, and so then I'm like all in on like a nice, nice burrito. Um, but mm-hmm. this girl I worked with, her name was Angel. Um, she had, t- she would bring in tahini with this spice or excuse me, jicama with this spice. Oh man. So good. Yeah. And yeah. Then I was like, well, could you put this on other stuff? Daniel, you could put it on everything. <laughs> Darn it if I don't try. <laughs> I'm all in on it too, let me tell you. Um, so look it up, Google it. Uh, take a yeah, few minutes. Yeah, for sure. Dive in. Uh, you can definitely buy it on Amazon. Okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm sure you can find it in your local grocery store. Someone okay. here even says uh, a lot of times you can find it by the produce. Because... You're throwing it on jicama and mangoes and mm. yeah. yeah, and mashed okay. potatoes. Yeah, why not? And sh- Mexican street corn. You ever had street corn? Oh yeah. Okay, the spice is oh, on yeah. the street corn. It's like a red. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so maybe I have had it before. I just didn't yeah, know. Girl. Oh dang! You said it was sweet though. I thought it's not it's like not spicy. spicy at all. It, like it's. Hmm. What would you say, Chris? I mean, it's got. Sp- Spice. But it's sweet. Yes. Yes. It's okay. sweet and spice. It's kind of, honestly, uh, it's it's kind of like Chris. Oh. It's sweet and spicy. <laughs> I did I live in it. Mexico in. for two years, so See? there's that. See? <laughs> Perfect. It, if the shoe fits, man. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a good segue, uh, too. Uh, Jess. Yes. What's your favorite cheat meal? Oh. this is tough this is tough i would say like just going ham on some tacos like with just like cheese like shredded cheese and queso cheese and uh, i don't know just not having to worry about what's your for meat on a taco chicken steak pork yes yes (laughs) all the above really stupid question that's um there's a local place here called Blue Tequila, and it has just the most amazing food. It's like just the most authentic around me. Um, and I'll, oh, it's so good. Chicken, steak, beef. Seriously, like one of each. I'm in. And chips and salsa. Oh, I'll live for chips and salsa. Yep. So I, good. I took my wife on um, a date the other day to Chili's. Just mm-hmm. for the chips. And I salsa. love their chips and salsa. Yeah. Those are so, like, those, those are probably are so top good. three. <laughs> What'd you top say? Top three Jess? chips and salsa for me. That's Chili's is like top three chips and salsa for me. Why? Why is I'm that? I'm just saying. 
Why is that? Like, I don't, I don't know. Why, why know. is it so good? I, it's a great question. I mean, do, they don't make their own salsa, do they? Handmade. Probably not. You know, it's funny. I, would I say used no. to work there. I can't tell you. I worked there for like four years. I can't even remember. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like it was a secret. Oh, Chris, no, no, What no, haven't no. you done? <laughs> Did you work at a Chili's in Mexico? No. Uh, I, I've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Chris has been all over the world. I've actually worked from. there. I love that he has stories for oh, a Chris lot of Chris got stories. Stuff. Chris got, Chris got, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be diving into that in a couple of weeks. Chris and I are going to be on here, just me and Chris. Um, <laughs> the rails will be falling off of <laughs> immediately. I love it. <laughs> okay. I want to ask That's you a few so more funny. questions in reference yeah. to Rise 45. Um, so yep. what was the, the biggest unexpected obstacle that you had during Rise 45? Hmm, the biggest unexpected obstacle I really think would be hydration. I really struggled with that. Um, I thought it was going to be sleep initially um, because, you know, like you, I know that Adrian has touched on this before with one of our lives in the elite uh, group with like social media and not putting your phone down and like going to bed and laying in bed, but like scrolling through crap for hours on end and then you know one thing leads to another and it's like midnight and you're like shoot I gotta get up in, in four hours and then it's just like a vicious cycle of like I'm tired and I don't want to work out as hard or you don't push yourself as hard because you're exhausted and you're not you know you don't have that recovery time so I really thought like I was very um forward thinking in planning you know i will be in bed i will not have my phone beside me and i think even you said like you've you've put your phone across the room before um so that it, it's not even like a temptation of you know wanting to be on it or even if it like vibrates you want to you know see what's coming through i was very conscious in like making that that time of like sleeping and that part of recovery so um i don't know so intentional that it wasn't a struggle for me. And I was able to like fall asleep because I kind of just laid there. Like if I didn't feel tired and I'm like, listen, you need this, your body needs this. You're not gonna recover or you're not gonna perform as well. You know, whether it's working out in the morning or even like throughout your day, uh, you know, it, it affects your mood even. You're not gonna be a nice person. Not, people aren't gonna wanna be around you if you don't get your sleep. Um, so I would say hydration was the hardest just because it's something I, I've probably always struggled with and I don't drink enough water, but um, being able to like mix my water with all of my like supplements that I'm taking now, like never even knew that reds were a thing um, until I bought them. And now I don't go a day without them. And that's just extra water intake that I'm mixing, you know, my supplements with um, that kind of helps me get through. Cause you know, some days I'm like, oh, water, you know, it's boring don't like it, don't want it, don't want it cold, don't want it warm. You know, you want to jazz it up a little bit. Um, so taking, you know, the reds and then the greens and pre-workout and recover and reburst and taking all of the, the products with water definitely helps. And I actually prefer taking protein with water as well. I know some people mix it with like milk, um, but getting that water intake, I kind of got creative with it. Um, I kind of had to, honestly, because, you know, toward the end of the day, like I would the first like week or two, I would just like chug the rest of my water because I'm like, man, I got to get this in. 
Um, and I would do it, but I would go to bed feeling so full and bloated and like disgusting. And then, you know, waking up in the middle of the night to use the restroom. So it was tough for me for sure. Um, but, you know, obviously I figured it out by the end of it and it makes me more conscious, you know, like of knowing when I can consume certain amounts of water and like kind of when I can't, especially with my schedule. So. Yeah, that's, I think that was for me, actually one of the ones that unexpected. I was like, cool, I'm just going to drink a lot of water. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you're like, actually, it's a lot of water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not thirsty. I'm yeah. busy. <laughs> and like you said like earlier, you were like, hey, like I got like kids. I can't just be like, hey, guys, mm -hmm. got to take a potty break. You know, and yeah. then just leave them to burn the school down. <laughs> Not that that would happen, but like you for real can't just like leave your kids unattended because God forbid the principal walk in and be like, uh, guys, where's your teacher? <laughs> <laughs> She's in a potty. She's drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's chugging water in the hallway. In the hallway. <laughs> you're just yeah, out, for real. Like... You're just down by the bathroom, just in the water fountain, just, just doing work. <laughs> I, I do have oh, another man. question. Um, mm -hmm. I've got somebody that said that they are potentially living or sorry, moving to Tampa. Uh, they were wondering what the fitness atmosphere was like down in Florida. Um, I feel like anywhere you go, like I, Tampa definitely has a lot of fitness, like I would call them gurus maybe. Um, I know like quite a few people since I lived in St. Pete. Um, you know, Tampa was just right across the bridge, so I would frequent there occasionally. Um, so there, I know quite a few people that either do training there. Um, Crunch Fitness is like a super big gym down here. Um, and then there are like little like fitness studios that people will do like um, training camps and like fit camps and stuff. Um, but they're like the area where I live, it's not like super, you know, it's it's an older community. So fitness isn't just like, the first thing that you see outside your window when you're like waking up. Um, but if you find like the gym that you want to go to, or like your, you know, like the gym community, like it's, it's so easy to find those people. And then like, I feel like you all just kind of like stick together. Cause like I have, without having my 5am crew, I have a 5am crew, you know, like mm. we, we don't consider ourselves like the 5am the crew by any means, but we know when someone's not there. And so we'll ask the next day, like, hey, where were you yesterday? We missed you, you know, kind of holding yourself, holding each other accountable. Um, but then again, like, there's also new people that come in every now and then and you're like, hmm, I wonder why this person is up at five o'clock. I wonder if they're starting a new habit. Like, hey, come on over, like, let's work out together. Like, what are you here for? What do you do? Like, um, but it's, I mean, you, Tampa is definitely a, a big area for fitness, I would say for sure. Um, it lends itself to a lot of outside fitness things. There's like, a, they'll do like yoga on like this river walk place, like kind of by the bay. Um, there's a lot of things that you can find for sure. So yeah, I would, nice. I would recommend Tampa for sure. Awesome. We went to Anna Maria Island. I talked about this to you before, yes, but uh, we went to Anna Maria Island a few years ago. And there's like two CrossFit gyms like right there. Um, 
and it's just like a really cool like healthy area like i i really enjoyed it down there well i we pride ourselves here in utah of having like great health centric like a health centric culture um now there's mm-hmm. some some other concerns of, of mental health that maybe we're not so good at um but yeah. when it comes to like physical activity and you know with the mountains with I mean, shoot, throw a stone in any direction. You're going to find a CrossFit gym or a, a standard Globo gym. Um, but I love that. I love that. I, I think it's just, and hey, man, if you're going down into in Tampa, just uh, go start your own thing. Yeah. I, find right? something. Yeah. yeah. All it takes is one. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Any other questions from the crew? I got two more questions down here for Jess. So Let's see if we got anything Gangs, else. if you have more questions, ask away. Yeah. Ask, just as an open book. <laughs> open uh, book. Ask I got me nothing anything. for you right now. Okay. okay. Uh, well, Jess, who is your childhood hero? Oh, my childhood hero. Yeah. What a great question. I would say my dad. Why? I would totally say my dad because he... I wouldn't say that I we we grew up with money by any means. We were I would say just a average middle class family, um, but he never made me feel that way. Uh, I, it was inevitable every time we would like go to the grocery store, or go to the gas station. Like I always wanted something, and like I, I feel like that's maybe not common, but maybe it is. I don't really know because I don't have kids of my own. But like every time we would stop somewhere, I would just need something, whether it's a lollipop or it's this like giant Barbie doll house or something. I was just like, oh, can I get something? And he, no matter what, always made it happen and like made it seem like it was like the thing. Um, or like when we would have spaghetti like two or three times a week because it was, you know, cheaper or even like butter noodles, like my mom would like jazz it up or something. My dad would like get so excited about it that like I was excited about it. Like he, he just made, you know, looking back, knowing like we weren't by any means rich, we didn't have, um, you know, we weren't super wealthy, but I never would have known we didn't have it all. Mm. Like I, I never felt like, oh, I'm that kid without the cool new shoes or, you know, I'm, I'm the kid that doesn't have these really cool clothes or I can't play these sports or, you know, I don't, you know, we can't afford to drive to these places or go bowling or watch movies or something. Um, and he he definitely got me into like sports like i remember he would always fall asleep like we would start uh watching baseball and you know baseball can be a little boring at times because there's so many innings but we'd get through like the first like one or two um innings and then like next thing you know he's snoring on the couch but like he would totally be up for that seventh inning stretch and we'd like cheer on like no matter how the game was going we would cheer on our you know the cleveland indians until the last inning so he just i feel like he just maximized the little things for me that made me feel like they were like super special super dad (laughs) Uh, that's beautiful i think it's a father of girls too i think that's something you love to hear that uh, yeah making things special making things valuable how do you think that's made you a better teacher um i feel like i pride myself on making small things into big things for the kids like their successes and stuff um i'm not i don't know if you would be able to tell or not but i'm not like a negative teacher that's like sit down now you're not doing this right 
Um, I'm shocked. I always thrive on <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. You remember the always... what's the what's the teacher's name from Matilda? Oh, Trenchbull. Oh. Miss Mrs. Trench Trenchbull. Do you remember Trenchbowl. that movie? I don't know. Do you ever see that, Jess? Mm. Eh, maybe. So I, I'm I not was good thinking with, like remembering movies. Ah, okay. So she was just a really. I'm sorry. So I want you to a little homework. Okay. <laughs> Go watch Matilda. It's a, it's an American classic. And the spice, the spice uh, and Matilda. Yep. <laughs> I know it starts with a T. I don't remember. Tahine. I don't even remember the name Tahine. now. Tahine. Yes. <laughs> You're okay, keep going. Uh, <laughs> Matilda is available somewhere on the interwebs. Watch Matilda. Yes. And Miss okay. Trunchbull. Uh, trench bowl, mm-hmm. trench, trench, trunch, 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 yeah, trunch bowl, trunch bowl. Uh, yes. As you can tell by the way I say name, she's a peach. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that's what I was getting from you. Um, it's just a really oh. grouchy, mean spirited teacher. You probably yell at your kids. You, oh, uh, you just taking breaks, <laughs> potty breaks in the middle of the day. <laughs> Even those kids in Chugging there, water, taking breaks, give and them lighters, yelling. and you're just like, "Hey, meditate," and then just go home with uh, some rebirth and tequila. Rebirth and tequila. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a perfect. Sounds like a Tuesday. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we win. Rise forty-five, oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, okay. Let's oh, let's talk about. Um, actually, I want to ask you another question, uh, just in reference to Rise Forty Five, and that is, how has your okay. life changed since winning Rise Forty Five? Um, I think it's just made me more like health conscious in all aspects. You know, when I when I would think of like health, I would just think about like working out and eating eating well, and like that was kind of what I've you know kind of seen my health journey or fitness journey as. Um, prior to Rise 45. And now, like, I've totally realized it is just more than eating good food and working out in the gym. Like, it could be working out anywhere. It could be, like, like social events with friends could be fitness-related. It doesn't have to be food-related all the time kind of thing. Um, you know, like, I'll, I'll go on walks with my friends. We'll go on bike rides. We have, like, trails, you know, around close to my house that we will ride our bikes on. Um, it just, it has made me, I think, more of a well-rounded, health-focused person. And not that I was ever, like, shoving health, healthy choices down anyone's throat. Um, I feel like the way that I live my life, I've noticed, like, more people ask me, um, you know, like, oh, what kind of pre-workout do you take? Or, or how do you recover? Or you know, how are you in the gym seven days a week kind of thing? And so like it, it's able to, you know, strangers are able to approach me and have conversations about, you know, health, nutrition, sleeping, supplementation. Like it's, it's definitely like a gateway um, just because obviously it shows physically um, that I've made a change within like the last year. Um, and I'm continuing to change, that I think just being able to see that um, health and fitness is more than just eating and working out, like being mindful of choices and, and 
you know, doing some sort of meditation and sleeping is just super important. <laughs> no, that's it. Wellness. Yeah. Wellness. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, yeah. you're more than simply your bench press. You're more mm-hmm. than simply, cause I mean, it's like, listen, it, it is better if you cry and eat broccoli than if you cry and eat ice cream. <laughs> It is. It may not taste as good, but it, it is better. Yeah. It's better. It's better. It, it, feels, it feels better in the long run. That you're still crying. And yeah. maybe <laughs> we need to learn how to operate on that end. Yeah. Because it's still not like, you know, it's like what's good and what's better. And sometimes it's like, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Um, I think yeah. that's a, I think we, especially with the, the rat, last Rise 45 with uh, Summer Shred, that was something I try to keep reiterating mm-hmm. to people is like, keep going forward, keep pushing, you know, the, the Mm -hmm. term summer shred, uh, for some people thought that meant like, I've got to lose a ton of weight. And it was like, no, no, it's the Mm -hmm. name of the program. This isn't Mm -hmm. like a challenge where it's like, you must be skinny or it's like, yeah, if you think this guy is ever going to be skinny, you're missing the point. Uh, (laughs) This is not the aim. I I like, I like cookies. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there were, I would, I will say that the second, rise 45 that I did, mm-hmm. um, not taking away anything from the first one, but it was the first one. So I was like a million percent dedicated. Like, you know, I, I worked my butt off for it, but the second one, I, I, there were maybe two or three days where either I just wasn't feeling it. I was, you know, sick or something, you know, something came up. I actually took a really important test and failed it. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, I had a lot of reflecting to do and I'm like, either I could take this and like, just destroy myself because I, you know, I, I used to go like resort to food and like eating crap. Um, when I was like super upset about something like failing this like state test. Um, and so I was like, so this has kind of taught me either I can go back to my old ways, buy some Oreos and chocolate milk and you know, order a pizza on my way home and like sit in my pajamas and cry, or I can do what I teach my kids and don't give up, figure out how to fix it and reward myself for doing my best with a bike ride. (laughs) So I'm still going to be irritated that I failed, but would it be better to be irritated crying in my own, you know, bed of my own tears, eating Oreos and like feeling even more miserable or crying on a bike ride and then, you know, getting over it eventually. <laughs> that's so good. So yeah, bike ride so felt good. better. Yeah. The bike ride felt, that's, yeah. that's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the bike ride felt better. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Oh yeah. goodness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Chris, do you have, I have one more question for, do you have any questions you want to ask? I feel like there's a question that is, is going to be the Chris question that I want Chris to ask this question. I hope Chris knows what question I'm talking about, and I'm questioning if Chris knows which question. There's a lot of questions and Chris's there. Uh, yeah, so we know you are, you know, rocking the fitness game. You did sports uh, through high school and college. You're a teacher. So what else is there? that you like to nerd out on? To nerd out on? Um, I feel like anything beach related, like sun, sand, water, yeah. like count me in. 
boats. I'm always down for a boat day. Okay. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I feel like it's a very, yeah, it's a very Florida answer, but yeah. What's the best beach in Florida? Friends. Siesta Key. I love it. Yeah. Clearwater is really nice too, but Siesta Key, I feel like has been voted best beach for like the last like six years. And I would agree. Like Are the you sand just is just like questions powder. for vi vacation ideas. Is I wrote that, it down. Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're more than welcome to come to where I live. I'll show you around. Yes, it'll be yep. a freaking blast. Yep. Me and Joan, <laughs> me and Joan will be there. I, we're going next summer. We're gonna be going next summer, and I think let's I haven't, do I haven't, it. I haven't gotten a, an approval from the boss man, uh, but I'm planning on going down for like two or three weeks. I'm just like, you know, I'm trying to get a sunburn. Yeah. Yes. Right oh, up. you'll get that. Yeah, I don't tan we'll either, so it's just, yep. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm not know. the tannest of people. It's usually red and then white, but mm -hmm. I get a little color. So little color. Nice. Just hold a little bit. Yeah. All right, final question. This is, uh, this is, we made it, we're at, we're at the 80 minute mark. Ooh, what a drag this has been, right? <laughs> are, are you, are you just, are you disappointed, Jess? This has been a bore for you because, uh. I've had so much fun. I really didn't know if I could like talk about myself or like, you know, my life for an hour and a half. Or... I love but here that we that's are. always the response. <laughs> I didn't know I was this interesting. <laughs> George, George last week was like, you know, in his George voice, he's like, no, I really didn't think I'd have that much to say. And it's like, George, I think we have another two hours in us, buddy. <laughs> I just got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Jess, we got another two hours in this, but we got stuff to do. Um, so. Okay. <laughs> the last question I want to ask is, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I would love to be remembered for my positivity um, or being positive, whether that is... Um, being the actual positive piece in whatever it may be, or finding the positive, um, because I know that can be difficult sometimes. And, you know, we're all human. So always being positive 100% of the time is a little challenging, but uh, a lot of people that I meet compliment me on how positive I am. So I think that that would be something important for me to be remembered for. Um, and I would also like to be remembered for being reliable. I, I'm a pretty reliable person, I would say. I don't like to say no, so I feel like that could be like a downfall sometimes. But, um, you know, if, if someone calls me or needs me for something, I want them to think like, if I, if, you know, if someone's really in a bind for whatever reason, I want them to be able to pick up their phone and be like, I'm going to call Jess. She's got me. That's me. Positive and reliable. Jessica Zachariah. That's me. Yeah. I mean, you kind of checked the boxes yeah. there, right? That's good. Yeah. Well, it has been, it has been a pleasure to get to chat with you this much, Jess. Uh, you are definitely. It's so great. It, it's, it's fun too, because like you're one of the first few elite ambassadors that I brought on. Right. Um, and so this is like, I think I brought you, I really think I brought you on like my first week officially working here. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, and, and it's been cool to see, you know, just kind of the, the growth that you've had here with FNX to, 
you know, get to know you better and, and now to get to share this, you know, with you um, and, and to get to share you with, with our community, for our community to get to see you, not just as somebody who's like, hey, here's her before and after pictures with Rise 45, but this is, this is the, the persona, right? Um, this is this person who really does exemplify a lot of the things that we believe in and a lot of the things that, that we stand for as a company. Authenticity, wanting to be the right kind of person, being willing to never cut a corner, but at the same time, never take yourself too seriously. Um, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say it every time, but we wouldn't be much of a company who didn't fashion ourselves after a phoenix if we didn't expect there to be some ashes. Yeah. And and I appreciate that about you. I think you you definitely exemplify those things. And so um, thanks so much for jumping in, Jess. I really do appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, I will have a Thank feeling. Thank you for having is, me. You're very welcome. This will not be the last time that we talk on camera to the millions and millions of people who are tuning in. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's how we're going to close up. Chris, yeah. I, I have one other thing that I wanted to say that I forgot to say. Oh, no. And it's not to you, Jess. Sorry. Um, that's you don't okay. get this one. Um, but you can participate in the, the excitement. And that is Adrian Conway, founder of the company, owner of the company, you know, one of the, one of the co-guys, um, came in third at the CrossFit Games. Uh, he just finished. Um, Masters Division, 35 to 39. Finished third. Um, really exciting. Yep. You don't even have <laughs> so to throw amazing. that at sound. Yeah. Um, so for you guys out there, my recommendation is shoot that man a DM and wish him congratulations. Adrian is not somebody who will go out of his way to celebrate himself. Um, Adrian is a very reserved person. He, he definitely does a great job sharing uh, on social media. But give him daps. Give him love. Tell him congratulations. This is somebody who represents us and really the culture, the very thing that we stand for, the very nature that we are as a company is, is very much at the grassroots of who Adrian Conway is as a man, um, who he is as a competitor, who he is as a father, who he is as a disciple, who he is as a husband, um, and hey, who he is as a brother too. Um, so very excited, third place, and I, uh, I thought it was it. great having you on. Um, the the fact that you were um just open and vulnerable with a, i mean everything about your life and your story uh it, i think we've had two um different and great uh podcasts so far and, yeah. and guests yeah knocking out of the park jess you're amazing thank you so much all you guys out there be on the lookout some anniversary stuff coming up exciting 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 awesome see you guys yay bye